Hi, my name is Lauren Maxwell, and this is the audio version of We're All Friends Here, a weekly column for people asking life's big questions. Today, I'm reading you the first essay of 2022 on We're All Friends Here, which is all about how we might embrace the swirling, disorienting present. The title is Walking Slowly Into a New Year. Here we go. Nearly all my friends needed a COVID test the week after Christmas, but none could be found. Between the two of us, John and I checked 12 drugstores. One friend went to a hospital and discovered it would cost $100 to be tested without her new insurance card, and another drove to a rural Walmart but had no luck. After possible exposure, we canceled dinner plans and a family holiday gathering that week to be safe, even though both events would have been small. Our fledgling New Year's Eve tradition, born in 2020, seemed primed to repeat. Chinese takeout and champagne. Everywhere we looked, people were getting sick. But the world hurtled onward anyway, which felt reckless and confusing to some, and welcome to others. Very little has been canceled this month at the community level, so we're all left to evaluate individually, again, what feels safe. My everyday conversations with friends have been punctuated by words like viral load and immunocompromised, a sign of the times if I've ever heard one. Cultural messaging around January 1st promises a fresh start and the opportunity to reinvent ourselves, but instead we were handed a tired, disorienting mishmash of the past two years. As it turned out, John and I did not have COVID over the holidays, but we postponed plans to be in New York as numbered sores, which felt like an eerie repeat of March 2020. In the days leading up to January, I noticed Lucille Clifton's poem, I Am Running Into a New Year, circulating on social media as it always does. No, I thought, I do not want to run. This Monday was the Mondayest of all the Mondays of the year, one friend said when I asked how she was doing a week into January. I laughed and responded, I know, I like to walk very slowly into a new year. Mother Nature models deep rest in this season. Our gardens and woods are quiet on the surface as root systems deepen, strengthen, and prepare for seasons of growth ahead, and animals hibernate to stay warm and conserve energy. I like to imagine I'm doing the same. Treading carefully and intentionally through midwinter, I am in no particular hurry to rejoin the collective thrust forward. When stillness calls, I try to answer. Talk of resolutions and reinventions spins around me, but I am turning pages by the fire, tending black bean stoop on the stove, and taking walks at midday when it's warm. I am focused on ease, yet everything gets done. This season conjures imagery of sweet dreams and slumber, heavy gray skies and fields padded in white, painting a picture that reminds me to look deep within myself for whatever comfort and guidance I crave. 
Despite our place in Mother Nature's tapestry, our threads of existence undeniably interconnected with the whole living world, we yoke ourselves to timelines and outside forces that are not concerned with natural rhythms at all. We bend our will to productivity culture's demands, markers of success driven by God knows what, words like Q1 and first day of class. To some degree, this is unavoidable. We are beholden to systems beyond our control. Yet we can find little ways to resist the churn and honor our needs where it counts. We can close our eyes and take a few grounding breaths or call a friend to say hello. This year started with snowstorms from Tennessee to Michigan to Maine that coated half the country in ice as if the sky itself were whispering, slow down, take it easy, there's no rush. The first weeks of the year may have been framed by storms of all kinds, but when I pause to look in the mirror, I see pillars of clarity that did not exist, at least with their current strength and resolve, two years ago before this pandemic. In other words, I've grown. The people moving through life beside me now are able to offer generous support and nourishing space for growth and see me in my fullness, for example, while others faded to the periphery. I understand, however dissonant it may feel, that I can find peace in the juxtaposition between personal happiness and collective anguish. I discover great joy in everyday pleasures. We have learned these past two years, at great cost and with no other choice, what carries us through difficulty. So with little consensus and persistent fatigue, we march onward. When driving in a snowstorm, however distracting and swirling it may be, we know to keep our eyes on the road. We insist. And living through a pandemic is no different. When chaos resumes, we direct our focus again and again, if we must, to whatever measures of safety, happiness, and connection have held us no matter what. Thank you so much for listening today. I have enjoyed writing these pieces for you for the past two and a half years so much. And lately, I've been wanting to read to you as well. So let me know what you think. Send me a note and know that I am wishing you joy and pleasure and ease in the week ahead. Take care out there. If you liked what you heard today, you can support this work by sending this to a friend and inviting them to listen, or by giving it five stars in your podcast app, or by signing up for We're All Friends here at laurenmaxwell.substack.com. <laughs>